Welcome to Tripping Over the Barrel, a series that highlights the unique personalities within the oil and gas industry and the stories they have to share with your hosts and lead storytellers, Tilo and Dr. Funkenstein. So, hey, Jeremy, for the last century, hard work and reliability have always been essential if you want to be successful in the oil field. Always. Today, you need real-time, actionable data that's just as reliable and hardworking as you. In order to see the full picture, you need energy intelligence you can count on. Frackscape combines advanced satellite imagery, mobile GPS, machine learning, and artificial intelligence to map the upstream supply chain in real time with pinpoint accuracy. Nice. That's crew by crew and truck by truck. Operators can avoid surprise frack hits, save money on crew costs, and benchmark their performance. Oilfield services can hunt ducks, win more deals, and beat the competition. Financial analysts don't have to wait for an earnings call to find out companies' latest moves. Don't wait. Work smarter. Work harder. And join the energy intelligence revolution. Frackscape from Sourcewater. Learn more at sourcewater.com. Sourcewater will also be presenting at Energy Tech Night on June 23rd at the Heights Theater in Houston, Texas. Grab a ticket by clicking the link in the show notes below. Hope to see you there. So, Tim, you know, I've been uh, I've been thinking about this and, and a couple of people have actually said it to me recently that we should start doing these podcasts with video. I, well, I mean, I think it'd be good, but it we got to figure out how to do that. I mean, the features available, but I think there's some concerns of, of how high quality is. Remember, we tried it once and there was a big lag and it, it just didn't work the way we were hoping for. But anyways, the point is, because today we have two people huddled together on a microphone. It would have been really fun. Yeah, I think the, it would have uh, been. And it's, it's, it's our first married couple, which would be kind of wow. fun. We, yeah. Still married over there, guys? Yes. Actually, I just assumed that because they had the same last name and work in the same office, but <laughs> brother, brother and sister. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, really, really excited to have on the Davis clan. Uh, two hilarious people that I got to meet through the Digital Wildcatters family, uh, which is a pretty tight-knit group. So uh, both of you guys have made me laugh a ton, and we realized we wanted to have both of you on the podcast. Tim's like, we should have Stephanie on because you were kind of busted on the scene and were really funny. Yeah, thank you, Tim. That was kind. Yes, that was kind. But I was like, Donnie's got to come on. Donnie's the the funniest guy in the world. Oh, Thank you for that. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Whiskey Wednesday himself. What do you what do you have to say? Of, what do you have to say for your recent uh, recently found internet fame? Uh, I don't know if you can call it fame, but uh, it's, I'm just trying to enjoy it while it lasts. I guess just did. Yeah, just did. Well, you did. I don't know if I would call it fame. I don't know, man. I think you got you got an extreme amount of like views and likes on what was it? Popping champagne over losing your job. Yep. Get fired. Make up a story about your wife and champagne. <gasps> Profit. It's not <laughs> a t-shirt. Sounds like a t-shirt. <laughs> How many views are you at right now on that post? A little over five million. Ooh! Shut wow. up! Say no. Wow. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> what? Now it has finally stopped. It was just incrementally growing. And then finally, it's a slow trickle. So I think it's going to be pretty much five million. What the hell? Yeah. So pretty nuts, but completely true story. Not made up in any way. Uh, that's just how we roll over here. We, we have each other's backs. So 
And you had no intention of that. You, you weren't trying to go viral with that post. You're just no. sharing some good story. Exactly. That's kind of how it works. So it seems like yeah. the more you post, the more odds you have of something connecting with people. And that's just actually what's funny is the first time I went viral on LinkedIn, it was just a hundred plus thousand. Oh, that's all. That's but it, was, <laughs> it was the last time I was fired. So there's a, every, I fired, <laughs> shit goes well for me. Jim, my really ego funny. gets inflated at 5,000. Yeah. Right. Same. That's a good day. Yeah. Somebody was telling me a little bit earlier, I forget who it was, that like they're at 11,000 and they were really excited about it. Uh, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us about, uh, about you guys? You know, I certainly have, have come into your lives and vice versa here uh, via digital wildcatters in sort of a professional sense, but everything sort of mushed together with social media now. I feel like I know your kid. Right. <laughs> yes. but t- tell us your histories. Like, where are both you guys from? High school, college, any of that work? Like, how'd you get to where you are today? I'll let Stephanie start here. All right. So, I'm just from the Houston area. I've lived here pretty much my whole life. Um, I tried going to college when I graduated high school. I went to community college and failed every class. I never really went. I just didn't you know, it wasn't the right time. Right. So I worked at a attorney's office and, um, had a couple of other weird part-time jobs, but I met him shortly after high school. Mm-hmm. I think we were what, like 20 years old babies. Yep. Right. Uh, we just hit it off immediately and we've been together ever since. So nice. long 16. Oh my gosh. We've known each other like 16 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> It yeah you know, it it all blends together once you get past twenty so don't no big deal. Great. Well, yeah. How did you hit the digital wildcatters radar? So um, they found me through our LinkedIn buddy here, Donnie Davis. Uh, <laughs> oh, last August uh, during the pandemic, I started putting content on LinkedIn. I hadn't really done much on there, but I just made this silly video of like what it's like to be a salesperson, you know, like when you make a sales call in your head, you're like, please don't answer, please don't answer. (laughs) Or like, if you're sending an email, it's like, what should I say? How do I don't want to sound like this? So it was really just like my inner dialogue of doing sales. So I posted that on LinkedIn and, um, Colin saw it because of course Donnie hit like, and he commented, he's very good about that. Um, and so Colin just, got in touch with me. And that's when the conversation started about digital wildcatters. And we, I started working with them uh, like part-time in December and we made it full-time in February. So that's how I got here. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yep. And you've continued to put out great and funny content. I don't, do you guys follow corporate bro? You see that guy? No. Oh my God. Follow that. You could be like corporate chick or something like that. It's, (laughs) it's really, um, it's a lot of what you're talking about. It's, It's fantastic. Well, Um, I feel like LinkedIn likes relatable things. And I feel like people are just nervous to be vulnerable, but it's, we're all thinking these things. We've all been in a type of situation. So make it lighthearted and people love it. Yeah. And then I think have the other people think that it's like just an online resume distribution platform, which it's definitely not. It's, it's meant. Maybe it was. Yeah. 15 years ago. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because, a friend of mine is a recruiter and he was working for a big recruiting firm and he actually went out and updated his LinkedIn page, you know, no big deal. Yeah. And he almost got fired by the recruiting firm 
Wow. Because like, what are you getting ready to leave us? Because oh. that's there's still, I guess, to a recruiter, LinkedIn still is that place where you go mine. But it truly has become a a social platform, and um, so it is okay. interesting to see how that works. And I know Donnie, you've been able to take advantage of that, but yeah. Um, and you know, I just want to go back. So, digital wildcatters for those who have listened to us, but maybe don't know digital wildcatters. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Jeremy. Maybe you and Stephanie. What what is digital wildcatters? What is it all about? What yeah. is not, Tim? Oh, I, I shouldn't. You, you work there. You're getting paid. You can answer that. Then you're biased, so I can tell them the truth. Right. So do you want me to go first, and then you can actually? Yeah. 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 You, go. you go. So basically, digital wildcatters is just it's become this community, um, and we talk about a lot like forward thinkers who want to disrupt the industry, right? Um, and we've been doing that. Digital wildcatters does that through like podcasts, like with you guys, and things like that. Um, we also make a lot of content like out on the rigs and just kind of like making people think about oil and gas differently, right? Not in the way that people have been all of these years, because, you know, a lot of like oil and gas people are stuck in this. Well, this is the way we've done things all these years, right? Sure. But you can't keep doing that because it's 2021. Things change every single day. Technology changes every single day. And that's kind of like why we're here and have podcasts like you guys and the oil and gas startups and all of our whole lineup really just highlights that, the changes in the industry and and how it's moving forward. And I I would add on to that. You know, I've known Jake for, I don't know, about seven years. We competed head to head when he was at GDS Ware and I was at Seven Lakes. I won most of those battles for the record. Good for you. Good. Well you. done. Well Thank done. And, and then Colin comes on the scene just like throwing around F-bombs and saying, oh, yeah. you guys are all stupid. Like his persona now is much different. He was very aggressive early on, right? Got to adapt or fucking die. Right? He's like, whoa, well, buddy. All right. I believe it was evolve or well, die. Yeah. <laughs> fucking die. Um, <laughs> but, but really what they've always done, I think, incredibly well is is just produce content. I, I think mm-hmm. the goal is to be the next barstool sports of, yeah. of of energy or energy and tech and maybe some finance. I mean, I think energy alone, there's there's enough opportunity to to just keep this this brand going. But yeah, I mean the cult following is is important. And especially when it's the younger people in the industry who um, assuming we still have an industry in 30 years <laughs> are going to be the ones, yeah. you know, 20 but, years, 10 years running hey, everything. Evolve or die. That's right. Evolve or die. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, right. Now, so now I want to go back because the, the one thing that Digital Wildcatters was known for for a while is the meme the and the use of the meme. Oh, Which brings yeah. me back to memes Stephanie. My first exposure to you was that time to make the memes uh, video that you made. Oh, Can yeah. you go over that? Yeah. Oh, about my day in the life of a Digital yeah. Wildcatter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, think about the time you spend on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter, you're seeing memes, right? Memes about very relative things that are happening, but they make them funny, right? And unfortunately, I have learned a lot about what's going on in the world sometimes by seeing a meme first. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? Like the golf meme the other day, that that golf guy. I don't even oh, know. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> you see, you see that, Tim? <laughs> It's I'm like, getting uh, really blind. I got to see this one. I think it's Brooks Kepka, and then Bryson DeChambeau walks behind him, right? And he's he's being interviewed, and he's like, he's like, yeah. So you know, it, it was just tough to 
to get a feel for the putts out there today. Just nobody was really in a groove. I mean, you could ask anybody and Bryson DeChambeau walks behind him and goes, just got to find the right line. And the guys, <laughs> the guys, like the disdain, the disdain in Brooks Kopka's face was like just absolute, like sheer disgust. And he's like, I, I lost my train of thought. Like I, with that, I can't, I can't go on. Like this is this guy. Wow. Like the, just the, the abject hate, but no, so keep There's going. Millions of memes made off of that. And like, all different areas. Like I made one, a meme off of that. Like when my husband's on the phone and I'm talking in the background, like that was the meme I made of that. So like memes are just like a universal way to like communicate. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah, right, right, right. And I, and just people get it and it's, it's effective. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do. We make memes about things. <laughs> You're like, like a new age, Michael Scott. Michael Scott used to view Wikipedia as the gospel. If it's on Wikipedia, it must be true. Right. 100%. For you, if it's a meme, that's that's going to explain life. It's fact. Yep. <laughs> so, Donnie, why don't you give us your uh, your tale? How'd you get to where you are now? Uh, yeah, so born and raised kind of in the spring Texas area, which is just north of Houston, and kind of just slowly moved up north from there. Uh, Josh Beckett. Who? Uh, see, you went sports and you lost him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Oh, Didn't lose him. The timer went off. I didn't lose them. We're here. <laughs> okay. So uh, right out of high school. Oh, well, I guess we talk about high school a little bit. Huge loser uh, in terms of like, <laughs> no, well, just no ambition, no drive. Didn't care to be there. Didn't want to be there. Uh, so poor student and all that stuff. Anyway, right out of high school, I wanted to become like a car stereo installer. That was like my <laughs> the height of my goals. And I went to this kind of a trade school, so to speak, directed towards that. Got a job right out of that at Best Buy installing car stereos and speakers. And then uh, met Steph while I was doing that and realized very quickly that um, if you want to have a girlfriend, you have to do something better than install car stereos, unless you're owning the shop, in which case it's still better. Yeah, then you're okay. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, went straight to UPS with all those sweet ass benefits and the Those shorts. brown shorts Woo. there you go and Man. uh i i did that for two years driving the trucks and everything uh but the economic crash of 08 was going to put me back into like a part-time worker making whatever it was ten dollars an hour or something like that oh. so uh my brother-in-law was a manager at a for an it department at a directional drilling company which is upstream oil and gas for anybody that doesn't know What's directional drilling? (laughs) Right or left? (laughs) Whichever direction you choose. Um, No, but really, like, I think we we can dive into that just for one second, because this to me was, you know, I came from my story, Northeast guy, right? I didn't know oil and gas at all uh, in in upstream until early 2008 when I'm selling accounting software. I had no idea. There's all these acronyms and terms and things I didn't understand. But one thing that was made abundantly clear to me was what was happening then. 08, 09, 10, 11, it was going from traditional vertical well drilling to more horizontal or directional drilling. So I don't know if you guys want to dive in and explain that a little bit more for anyone who's a super layman on this. Sure. So uh, the I've been trying to explain this for the past 12 years of my life to people I that, to to people that don't understand it. it. <laughs> oh, Perfect. I guess the simplest way I can boil it down is... Uh, the operator already knows where they want to drill. You know, think of it as like a Chevron or whoever owns the land. They already know where they want to drill. They know how deep it is. They know where it is. Um, 
and the directional company is obviously the one that comes on location and and uh, tells them how to drill it. Essentially, there's already a rig yeah. there. There's already a guy that's driving the rig, um, but the directional company is able to tell them exactly where they are using their tools and then um, like when to build and how much to build and how much to turn and all that stuff. So what I, what I actually did was actually an office job um, where I was called a well planner. So basically I would put one cohesive plan for everybody to go off of um, from the, from our field all the way to their offices, their geologists, everybody. And you can monitor the progress of that well with those files. So kind of like a, not, I mean, definitely not an engineer, but working with engineers and geologists and stuff like that. So that's yeah, still so, the guts of it. Seeing how the sausage is made. Yeah. So to just, again, another level of simplicity, I've always told people, imagine a 10 foot cube, 10 foot, 10 foot, 10 foot, three miles away or a mile down and two miles over directional drillers are going to put drill the well to that box. They're right. able to get it that close into that box, pushing ultimately just pushing a pipe through the ground. Yep. So that's kind of the way I described a, a layman, what directional drilling is. And, right. and that's how good it's gotten. Yeah. So they're like, so on the screw, right. Or whatever is like burrowing in, into the, the ground, bit, the, bit, the bit, thank the, you. The dirt screw. Yeah. Phillips dirt, the Phillips dirt screw, bit, <laughs> the bit, the drill bit, right? Is there a camera on that where you can see where you're going? There's no possible way to do that. Yeah. No, no there camera. There's a possible way to do that. <laughs> if, they, if a plumber can do that with your pipe outside the house, why can't after you? the well is drilled, you okay. can yeah. do that. Wow. Well, uh, right, 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 right. You can, see the, you can see the path that you took. Nice. Yeah. And so, and my old, the technology I say way back when is you've got a mud motor, you've got a motor down hole that is actually capable of steering the bit. So you've got the bit that's doing the cutting and then just yeah. up the pipe from it, a certain distance is a, a motor that is guiding where the bit's going to go. And, and there's a the geo steerer physically guiding that, right? Yeah. Something like, I don't know, Donnie, you want to clear that? You fix yeah, any little, messes we made there? Yeah. A little bit farther back. To, you know, toward the top from the motor is where the survey equipment is. So that's where they're actually able to say like where they are, um, up, down, left, right. And sure. all that stuff. So every, everything that you see, that's an actual measurement is actually about 60 feet behind the bit. Um, but they have all this technology now that can interpolate where they actually are based off of, you know, the last few stands and, and all that stuff. So, uh, awesome. there's a, people much smarter than me have spent a lot of time, uh, estimating and guessing that's why i've always kind of joked on linkedin that mwd and lwd are really uh scams that no one actually knows where they are and everyone <laughs> there's a what about being a weatherman right you're, you're a meteorologist you're right maybe 20 percent of the time good for you keep your job exactly exactly no that's fantastic well we, we kind of cut you off you were given your given your hotel whole tale but you know 13 years or so you've been in You've been in oil and gas, and uh, where do you see your career kind of going now? Because it seems to me like you were you were selling solutions in the field. You have a keen understanding of the oil and gas process and ecosystem, but now you're kind of venturing out to this social media, you know, big following that you have, almost a little bit of like a comedy act with the whis whiskey Wednesdays and just and everything that you forget, do. Don't forget the beautiful face too. Uh, yeah, and he's he's a handsome ginger man. Right, right. 
So, so what's the plan now? Are you going to take things more digital? Are you going to try to expand on what you've started to build? Are you going back in the field to sell uh, parts near the bit? I definitely don't want to chase a rig ever again as far as sales. I only did. I only have been in sales in this industry for a year. Um, oh, wow. It, it was during the pandemic. So the <laughs> whole thing was kind of convoluted and weird. But uh, that's kind of the reason that the digital presence um came about. So I, I just literally couldn't meet up with people and um, didn't even want to for a while. So I just started, I had already been spending a couple of years building a network quietly on LinkedIn and kind of observing, observing and watching. He has a book club on LinkedIn, by the way. Wants Does he really? Yeah. Wow, Donnie, you read books? I don't know what that has to do with the story. <laughs> uh, Anyway, so it's true. Yeah, he's got a book. Club. I do. I started. I started a uh, like a like a just like sharing books that people read. Anyway, it was I'll supposed. Tell my, to- I'll tell my kids about that. Is it yeah. like? Uh, <laughs> do they do like? You, do you do like a book report afterwards? You get a free pizza after you read. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a rig. There's a rig riders uh, yeah. motorcycle club, and I'm and I named my thing the rig readers. <laughs> You gave me a fantastic idea today that I'm going to steal, Tim. I was I was saying one of the things I want to start doing on Funk Futures is like the Funk Corner or something like that, where I go to you know somebody at each of our clients and we have like a quirky brief conversation where people, just more content, right? Yeah. And uh, I was like, I don't know, like the Funk Zone. And and Donnie, what did you say? Funking around. <laughs> oh, nice. Funking around. So you better believe that's it. What? With Doesn't a name get, like Funk, you that just they just come out like that, right? He goes, "That's free too." That's free. <laughs> he won't send you an invoice for that. <laughs> if I could get to a point where I could just have conversations like that and just drop little jewels of comedy and get paid for it, that would be the ultimate goal, right? <sighs> How do we do that? How do we get those know. jobs? You're on the brink. He'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, so we distracted Donnie <laughs> again. He was he was building up to what's he going to do what's now? Next, and because yeah. Does it, Tim, are you looking at his LinkedIn? Is he still officially waiting to put a job somewhere if he had one? Well, I saw I saw his byline there, but right now I'm actually staring at Stephanie's LinkedIn and my oh, okay. research, online research. So. <laughs> Thank you. So as far as what's next, I, who knows, you know, a couple years in the future. Uh, but I am taking another job in sales uh, in this industry, um, kind of more account management, but um, no official announcement is going to be made until next week. Um, but there are some other kind of creative, um, more community-based things coming my way. So nice. uh, just keep posted. Nothing I can talk too much about. Yeah. We're, we're a week too early for well, announcements. Right, right, right. Oh man. Well, you know I do want to talk. I, I do. So you, you consciously started building the social media profile and I know we're talking LinkedIn here, but there are others. So it you, when you announced your your being uh, firing uh, and you did it in you know some great ways. Now that you have the network, mm-hmm. let me back up. Here's my concern with LinkedIn. I see a lot of guys who just got fired and now they're going to start building their LinkedIn profile yeah, to try and Donnie, you know, like help Donnie them out. Did. So Donnie <laughs> did, but you you started earlier. You know, constantly building up your network. So what has it meant in your transition from the last company to whatever you're doing next. What has that profile meant for you that you, that work you did a year ago or two years ago to build that? Well, it's interesting because 
like Steph said earlier, that this industry is so slow to adapt. So certain companies, including ones that I've worked for in the past, have not valued that social presence, that network. It's really more about like the bottom line. If you can't come on with four rigs, like what the fuck good are you anyway? (laughs) And uh, so, but many other, especially like around the tech space, around the people that are more um, adaptive or however you want to call it, they, they see that and they're like, well, I mean, if maybe this guy doesn't bring us jobs right away, but just the announcement alone might, you know, give us an uptick in interest or get our names out there. Add followers. Exactly. Marketing is tough to quantify. Tim and I have talked about this forever, right? What what is the value of something you can't point directly to that it hit the top line immediately, right? but but maybe it helped build the brand and 16 months later, you do a bigger deal than you would have with someone who met you then. I don't know. Or heck, how much has this podcast meant to Funk Futures or my case, OVS? It's hard to quantify. Yeah. 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 20,000 some downloads though. We got that going. What wow. I tried to explain in the past was uh, marketing and whatever you want to call what I do, personal branding, all that stuff. Wh- what it really does is makes it to where you have way less truly cold opens. So mm. people have at least seen your name. People have at least are at least familiar with the core products. Uh, so now you're coming in and just kind of showing the true value proposition or talking pricing or seeing if the timing's right. And all that stuff. That's, in my opinion, that's the true value of marketing. Wow. I mean, that's, I totally forgot. It's really embarrassing. I don't even know if I should say this on a podcast, but somebody reached out to me and asked about you, like shortly after one of your posts went really viral. They're like, what what's name? I, I'm not going to say that on here. Better tell me. It's a, re- <laughs> it's a very reputable, solid, debt-free uh, technology company in oil and gas. So um, I was like, yeah, I mean it's it's not particularly sexy. In fact, no. some might even consider it a little bit boring. But I was like, oh, I don't know. He's in really high demand, so yeah. you're gonna have to reach out to him and come to the table. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the housing market right now. That's Donnie. Stoman. Stock is up. <laughs> so both of you have put out a, a ton of content in various forms and all kinds of different methods. You know, the the whiskey Wednesday. I do I did really enjoy yours. I did really enjoy Donnie. I don't remember if it was a whiskey or if it was something off the, off the reservation. A couple Wednesdays ago, one that you really, really hated and you had yeah. to fight through it. Yeah, it was terrible. I, I, I thought yeah. that was actually the best part, seeing your face. I need to see that. <laughs> yeah. What was it? It's called Powers. It's a whiskey. It's an Irish whiskey. <clears throat> just so to I, do it for you. I just, I just got a kick out of watching, you know, you figure, all right, he's going to talk about the smokiness or the saltiness yeah, and, and it was, it, his face betrayed him. It was, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, the, whole, the whole point of the show since I started was to prove, was basically that these whiskey reviews are pointless because they're either good or they're bad, but no matter what, it's like pizza, right? So you can have bad pizza, but you'll still eat it if it's there. So that was kind yeah. of the whole byline of the show was that whiskey or won't he? Uh, but it was always going to be whiskey because I would always go back to yes. it. If I to. But Powers yeah. was the first one where I was like, I, I will absolutely never drink that again. The first won't he. The yeah. first won't he. Yeah. So anyway, on content, I, I, the, the one that I found the funniest, and I guess just because I've gotten to know Stephanie through Digital Wildcatters a little bit more, mostly through the memes, but <laughs> when Donnie, when you were making fun of Steph, right. 
<laughs> I mean, right. for, for those who don't know, they office in the same room. In yeah. our tiny little house. Yeah. And, and and they are basically, you look over Donnie's shoulder and there's Steph in the background. That's awesome. Doing, you know, working. But anyway, so he's filming a video, making fun of Steph with Steph in the background. And he's got a dish <laughs> towel over his head. To, oh, that to, was, that was really good content. To mimic her hair. Anyway, what Steph, what's it like while that is being videotaped and he's making fun of you? What is I that was, like? I was laughing so hard. Because it's, I knew it was accurate. I mean, I hear myself, right? right? My hair doesn't look like that, but everything else was very accurate. And it was <laughs> making me laugh so hard because like the fact that he can make a joke out of it means he probably won't kill me in my sleep one day. <laughs> so I loved it. I loved it. So how many times a day do you ask him to turn a thermostat down or heat up your coffee? Uh, I, I can relate yeah. to that. Apparently often. I, that's the one I was surprised by. I do that a lot. You're sensitive to, at temperatures, I guess. It's the temperature of coffee or the temperature of the room. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know, some people are. Um, so, Steph, I have a question for you about yeah. Digital Wildcatter. So, I'm assuming you still go into the office. We're here sometime. right now. Oh, you're there right now. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, what's what's it like working with uh, Jake and Colin and, and kind of this whole great Chuck, this whole crazy team uh, on a daily basis? It is. Every day is different, right? You never know, like when you're up at the office, you never know who's going to show up. Um, I just like, I genuinely love these people like Chuck, right? He, anybody who's met him, he's just the best, sweetest guy. I love him so much. He's funny. He's generous. He's just a, just a good, smart dude. And then you've got Jake, who's like Mr. Bro, right? With the muscles and stuff like that. But he's so smart and he's funny. And then you've got Colin who can be like, so very serious, right? But then also like so very funny. It's just like it's just fun seeing everybody together. I love it. <laughs> I do. And that's, he's, that's he's such a good commentary. So how many hours a week are you guys all together down there? Um, I come up here two days a week. Okay. Yeah, because they do they record and stuff a couple of days, so I'd have to be quiet, and that's just not gonna work. That's annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do that. Now we need more content from the office, more videos from the office. No. I liked when you were doing that when you were by yourself. <laughs> yeah. That was actually really nice because I never get to like be here by myself. Right. So it was really fun. I was left to my own devices. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a, God, a lot going on in, in sort of the world around you guys right now in, in oil and gas. Tell, tell me a little bit about what Digital Wildcatters next steps are because Jake and Colin are constantly talking about w- what's next, right? How do we yeah. innovate more? Is it, is, is there, is the play technology? Is it events? Is it going to be like, what are you, what are you tasked with selling? over A there? new social media platform, right? What I do mean, you- we'll just have to see right now we're working on energy tech night. That's June okay. 23rd. So plug. plug June 23rd. Yes. And it's going to be at the Heights theater, but like events are, we're going to be heavy on events just because now COVID's over and it's time to get everybody back together. Right. And we, and because we are so connected with so many different, I mean, how would you say it? Just different fields, really still in oil and gas. Um, it's just a party when everybody's together, everybody can learn something. Um, so anyway, we're having events, um, but we're also working on like wildcatter studio stuff and okay. we're just getting ready to level up. So just be prepared. More, more, more content. That sounds good. That's right. That's right. Good stuff. Uh- 
fascinating. So, all right, I'm I'm curious. So we always we always have a conversation, or we have many times we have a conversation about um, you know where the industry is going. But in our prep questions to you guys, it was kind of funny. So, what what was your impression of the oil and the gas industry? And both of you basically said the same thing. You're I don't which I don't understand how you grew up in Houston, and then and I'll let you guys answer the question. You grow up in Houston pretty much your whole lives, and then you stay here in your professional career. And so, before working in the industry, what was your impression of the industry? I had zero impression. Amazing. Family didn't even talk about it. Like it just wasn't anything we talked about. My dad was in insurance. So we just talked about insurance stuff, I guess. Boring. <laughs> Wait, yeah. do, you, do you talk about insurance stuff? I mean, come on. I mean, I just like, that just wasn't a thing. But now when our families get together, that's all we talk about. Right. So insurance, no, are you talking about- oil and gas. Oh, okay. All right. Good, all right. <laughs> Like insurance for oil and the oil and gas industry, or, or yeah, just exactly. like, yeah, sure. <laughs> specifically, more just oil and gas. I, okay, I, I think I'm, I think I'm with you now. That's yeah. uh, that's 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 beautiful. But now, hey, Donnie, your mean, response was pretty much the same. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much had like that mental image of like the oil tycoon guy, the J.R. Ewing type. Yeah, 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 driving up with a Cadillac with horns on the front of it and all that stuff. <laughs> that's about to be you, I bet. Yeah. I would do that if I could. <laughs> I was going back and forth with Colin not not too long ago. I meant to say this a few minutes ago. We were when we were on Wildcatters, but I was texting with Colin not that long ago, and and somebody was um, talking some trash, as has been known to happen here and there about uh, his company. And I was sort of filtering this information on that I'd heard, and he's like, "I was like, listen, I'm I'm meeting with these guys." Let me sort of clear things up, right? He's like, all right, well, you have 24 hours. Otherwise, I'm going to meme the shit out of these guys. I'm like, you don't have to. He's like, the game's changed, man. You, you have to meme. Or challenge him to an MMA fight? Right. <laughs> Please, don't, don't meme him. Whatever you do, don't meme him. Please. So I guess, do you guys, uh, and, and you know, now you're, you're obviously in the industry, professionals in Houston. and So professional, yes. Somewhat. Yes some pseudo professional, yes. uh, what do you, what do you see in the energy transition that uh, seems to be accelerating? I mean, the Ford lightning was just announced, by the way, I'm very impressed. Really? Uh, you know, what do you, what do you see in the next five to 10 years? Five to 10 years is such a weird amount of time, especially for the way this is all going. I mean, I think it's going to be a long time till we're not reliant, right. On yeah. oil and gas. Um, but I, think like the obviously the narrative is going to continue to be spun that we're that it's going faster than it actually is um but i, I yeah i think the that that lightning is the first electric car that i've seen and thought oh i would actually drive that that thing's pretty slick i was i i, I went out how much is it going to cost right away just to, i was impressed yeah i was and then when i saw the price tag i was even more interested so uh i still needed to be able to drive longer than 150 miles though. So we'll have to, I didn't look at that spec yet, but um, yeah, I mean, just, just, I mean, I think, well, I think twofold, right. It's going to happen slower than people think, but then also I think there's going to be a lot of transferability. So I don't necessarily think it's going to put people out of work. I think people are just going to have to be able to pivot and adapt where, where necessary. Evolve or die. Exactly. Evolve <laughs> or die. Yeah, it, it is happening pretty fast, but um no, I'm just I'm looking through an old um, text thread that I had with Donnie and and reached out and I said something like I mean he posted something heartfelt like oh, I I miss you 
skipper uh and i re- i'm like hey man I, I don't know who this is if it's your dad or something but but i'm sorry for your loss and and he wrote back he goes no um that's steph's dad he he was a great guy my dad's a huge piece of shit and he's still alive <laughs> which i'm like okay yeah that breaks the awkward silence <laughs> <laughs> Whether that's true or not, Donnie, you have a sense of the moment. Yeah, thank you. He won't right, listen. So to this, so he doesn't, doesn't <laughs> give a shit anyway. So <laughs> I want to go back to one of our prep questions because the answer was pretty. Oh. I thought was pretty good. So, you know, Jeremy and I have a running bit where we talk about travel mishaps and mm. and and bad sales presentations and things like that. But let, let's go on to the travel mishaps. So, Donnie, I'm interested about your Airbnb story here. Yeah. So we 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 booked this thing. Obviously, sight unseen because it's through Airbnb, but the pictures, you know, they, it looks interesting. It looks like a little quirky, little Had like electric fireplace. Little oh, that's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah. So we cozy, little cozy joint. Yeah. Right. And we were traveling with my daughter and my mother-in-law, and we were just running really late. I can't remember I why we why. got in really late, but when we we get to this neighborhood, and it's like a gated neighborhood. So we're like, okay, that's interesting. It's kind of like in the middle of nowhere. Well, once you get through the gate, it's like. A really weird neighborhood. So I can't even really think of a way to describe it other than just like a very spread out. Unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> spread out and unsafe. It did not look like a gated neighborhood once you got through the gate. That's the easiest. Gated to keep people in, not out? Yeah. yeah. Like we'd been tricked to getting <laughs> so we dro- It was like 10 minutes into the neighborhood. Oh. All of a sudden we're finally there and it's pitch black, obviously. So we get inside. Everything just seems sketchy and weird it just was weird the fridge was nice like there was some nice things but 90 percent of it was weird it seemed sketchy and weird enough to where we really thought about driving back 30 minutes back to town and like finding a hotel room wow but it but was we're no quitters yeah so we stayed so we legitimately just um pushed a piece of furniture up in front of the door <laughs> we did and then went to bed wait a minute wow. <laughs> a lock a lock's not gonna work not out, not it out just there. See, I'm just, I can't explain to you. It just felt fragile and like almost like a setup. Like uh, they were luring people in to, into deep. deep <laughs> Sounds like the start of like a, a C minus grade horror. Film. Exactly. That's yeah. what it felt the like. The beginning of, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then the sun rises. Yeah. So the sun rises. I go out to the car and I'm like, holy shit. We just spent the night in a legitimately a prefabricated shed a tough shed (laughs) (laughs) with ac and running water like it looked like you just they just bought it at home depot drove it there no it's like they bought two of them right right yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing but like the loft was the stairs that they built themselves it was like the, the shallowest least safe staircase <laughs> in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I know that he, feeling. He heard us complaining because there was a camera on the porch and she left us a very poor <laughs> be review. That's terrible. Left, she yeah. reviewed you poor? Yes. Yeah, she reviewed us poorly. And I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> that's aggressive. That's, yeah. aggra- that's just scary. Yeah. That was weird. Dude. So we won't be going back there. Yeah. Wow. Donnie, you got to explain to the group. I know we've, we, you know, and, and maybe if either of you has something around embarrassing or, or funny sales stories or, or presentations, but Donnie, I got a huge kick, especially as a sales guy of your constant outreach to one oh, individual. Can you, can you walk me through that? Cause I could totally see how that escalates. Are we naming names? 
I don't know who. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. I don't even remember his name because I don't know the person. But (laughs) I was for a while just through LinkedIn. I was finding who you know my potential clients would be, and I was just striking up conversations with them in the DMs on LinkedIn, inviting them to your book club, (laughs) stuff like that. Well, this one guy, I didn't know him. We didn't even have any shared connections, but he was like you know a good target for me. So I just sent him a message that said, uh, "Hey, are y'all?" It was like kind of post COVID, mid COVID, but some people were back in the office. So I said, Hey, are you guys open to me dropping off some bre- breakfast tacos? Um, oh, that's an original idea. I won't even, <laughs> I said, I don't even have to talk to anybody. I just want to <laughs> do that. And he reads it and then a week goes by and nothing else. So I uh, send another message. I think it said something like, um, Hey, uh, I really need to like prove that I'm doing something for work so that these people don't fire me. Little did he know that was actually true. <laughs> <laughs> I said, could you please just, uh, just, just let me come by? I promise. You know, <laughs> just humor me. Just humor me. And I really can't remember how the next step I escalated it was. Oh, I said. Uh, <laughs> he never replied. He n- never replied again. So then the, se- the third message said, please, sir. Um, my family is so hungry. <laughs> I can't, I can't feed my daughter sawdust anymore or something's really, I just took it more ridiculous. Can you tell them my reaction when you told me that you did this? I don't remember what your reaction was. You don't? <laughs> Good. Cause I was like, you are spending your time doing that. <laughs> it's so funny. And then I think the finale, you did something like, what was it? You reached out and you're like, I actually got fired. Just yeah. kidding. I didn't get fired. Want to hang out sometime? Right, 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 right. Yeah. And then he. And then I did get fired about a week after. That. <laughs> yeah. After that fourth message, he still never replied. And then it asked it. me. It asked me at the top, "Do I want to connect with him?" Meaning he saw that fourth message and just disconnected from me on LinkedIn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're probably not doing business with him. You know? In my head, I just thought, surely after the third message that this guy sees, he'll be like, okay, he's not going to give us. This is kind of funny now. It Maybe he wasn't funny. No, he didn't. He did not see the humor. I, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. But <laughs> Davis, Davis clan, appreciate you guys coming on. Um, we'll be sure. we'll be following you closely as well as 5 million other people. I guess, guess so. Right. We need to get some tripping over the barrel memes, Steph. Hey, I'll see what I can do. There we go. Yeah, let's rock it out. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.